in the back is laughing at me this morning because <clears throat> last night I forgot to charge my iPad. So I woke up this morning and it was almost dead. So I came to church and plugged it in my office. Then I forgot that then I forgot to go get it. So, so, <laughs> so anyway. So everybody back there is left. Huh? I'm human, yeah. Okay, turn in your Bibles, if you would, to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 this morning. Um, if you're familiar at all with the Christmas story, the majority of the Christmas story is in, is in Luke chapter 2. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, we're going to kind of be going between Matthew and Mark. But um, this year, for some strange reason, as I have thought about it. I've read the Christmas story and I've, I've thought on it and I, I, I just kind of, you know, process the, the Christmas story every year, go th- going through it in my mind. And, and two words, two words in the, in the Christmas story has, it just keeps jumping out at me. And, and I just couldn't get away from these two words. Uh, <clears throat> and I, I sat down purpose, purposefully uh, the other day to read the, the Christmas story again, and uh, I just couldn't get away from these two words. Uh, the two words that God has just placed in my heart um, this season is the words, fear not. Fear not. And as I, as I contemplated these two words, I, I, I sat down, I was sitting at my computer, and I, I have this computer program is it's really it, it it really cheats i can type in something and almost instantaneous it tells me how many times it appears in the bible so i i put the phrase fear not in in my program and <clears throat> instantaneously it told me that it appears in the bible 63 times so that immediately told me okay wait a minute we as humans then we have a problem with fear do we not Fear is something that we all deal with. The first time it appears in the Bible is in Genesis. (laughs) Genesis chapter 15. So God started right out of the gate helping us deal with fear. In Genesis chapter 8, excuse me, 15. uh, Genesis chapter 15 and verse 1, it says, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham, or Abram, Uh, in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. I love this verse. Did I not give you that one, Chris? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just really blown it all the way around this morning, aren't I? But as I I studied the Christmas story a, a few times this week, as I read through it, I, I realized that the Christmas story is, the, 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 the phrase, fear not, is in the Christmas story four times. The first time is <clears throat> in, uh, 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 with a guy named Zacharias. Uh, Zacharias was the father of John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus Christ, who uh, his wife, was pregnant uh, the same time Mary was pregnant, uh, kind of. 
uh, they overlapped by a few months. And when Mary walked into the presence of, uh, I just lost her name, Elizabeth, uh, uh, John the Baptist jumped in her womb when Mary, who was pregnant with Jesus at the time, walked into the room. In Luke chapter 1, verse 13, says, But the angel said unto him, being Zacharias, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. So the very first time in the Christmas story it appears, because this whole, at least the way I read it, with Zacharias and and Elizabeth, is all part of the Christmas story to me. That's how I read it. The second time is Joseph, uh, the stepfather of Jesus, in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20. It says, But while he thought on these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Mary the mother of Jesus in Luke chapter 1 and verse 30, and the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And then the fourth time that we read this this phrase, fear not, is when uh, the the angel appeared to the shepherds watching their flocks by night. And in Luke chapter 2 and verse 10, it says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Four times we we read this. And as I I thought about it and and kind of was looking back through it, I, I found a common denominator in all four events in the Christmas story. The common denominator is the fact that it happened with a sudden appearing of an angel. Where an angel appeared, and, and what, what happened? Fear. And then I went through and started reading the, uh, the other uh, 63 times that the, word, the, 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 the phrase fear not appears in the Bible. And I, as, I, as I read through those different events, I didn't read all of them, I, but I read most of them. And, and the ones that I read there was a common denominator. And that is, fear was caused by a sudden event. Many of us know what it is to fear. Thing, when things happen suddenly, they, they, they tend to what catch us off guard, right? And then fear grips our hearts and we, and we freeze, do we not? Isaiah chapter 35 and verse 4 says, Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a 
recompense, He will come and save you. Fear can be caused by a lot of things. Fear can grip us and paralyze us, if you would. Can cause us, can cause us to react in very strange ways. And, and we are told multiple times, well, we'll get into it in a minute, but we're told multiple times to fear not. This time of year can be an extremely difficult time for many people. This time of year can be uh, actually a time of year where many people dread this season because of hurts in the past, missing loved ones, different, different things that have happened. But if you were to uh, turn on the Hallmark Channel, what does Hallmark tell us? Oh, this is a magical time of year. Only good things happen this time of year. Nothing bad ever happens this time of year. It's, a, it's the most wonderful time of year. Of the year. But the reality is for many people, it's the worst time of the year. After all, even the Grinch grows a heart at Christmas time, right? We all know the Grinch, right? <clears throat> my One of my neighbors have, has lived near us for for 11, 12 years and has never, ever, ever put up a Christmas decoration. Not one. Well, this year they finally did one. It was the Grinch. (laughs) And I'm like, what are you trying to tell me? (laughs) This time of year, this time of year, we need to focus on the fear not. USA Today uh, reports that <clears throat> money is the number one stressor for American adults. How many of you would agree with that? Okay, most, most of us would agree with that. Yet, having said that, most, most adults would agree with that. In 2023... It is estimated that consumers will spend approximately $960 billion this season. Many of them going into major debt. Which causes what? More stress. stress, (laughs) Which can also lead to fear. How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to do what I need to do? But this morning, we're not going to concentrate on fear. We're going to concentrate on peace. 
peace. Let's read Luke chapter 2, verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenus was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. So it was that while they were there, <clears throat> the day was the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord uh, came unto them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your love. And Lord, as we look at this story once again, we ask that you would encourage our hearts, that you would strengthen us, that you would help us to get a hold of this idea of peace. We love you and we thank you. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. The the phrase fear not appears 60 three times in in the Bible. But I typed the word peace in to see how many times the word peace appears in the Bible. And the word peace appears in Scripture over 400 times. Again, I thought to myself, man, we must need peace in our lives. Peace must be something that we not only need, but is oftentimes lacking in our lives. God's gift of peace is not just for the Christmas season. It is for our everyday life, 365 days a year. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7, it says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through uh, Christ Jesus. 
The peace of God is something that when it happens in our lives, we, we can't explain it. Have you, ever, have you ever met someone who was going through a difficult time, maybe a, a difficult medical thing going on in their life, a cancer or something, and they are just incredibly peaceful and they're okay with it because they know God ultimately is the one in control. That is an unexplainable peace that can only come from God. That cannot be mustered within our own selves. That is an unexplainable peace. And that is the kind of peace that God wants for each of us this morning. Many of us, we represent a, a, a... A lot of people in the world today, let me just put it this way, a lot of people in the world today are hurting. And we represent here this morning many of those hurts. Some of them I know, some of them I don't know. But I can tell you this, God wants peace in your life. Unexplainable peace that only He can give. And it only comes, number one this morning, when we trust Him. I'm going to give you three three points this morning, three ways that we can get this unexplainable peace. The first, the first step in the process is learning to trust Him. Look at <clears throat> Luke chapter 1 uh, in verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent to uh, sent from God uh, unto the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused uh, to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. <clears throat> and the angel came uh, unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, and the, the Lord is with thee, blessed Art thou among women? And when he she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Once you go back to verse twenty nine, there's a phrase here that is uh, it's an interesting phrase. It is that it, she cast in her mind. This is a. It takes three English words to to bring this thought to light. But in the in the original language in in Greek, it's it's just one word. And it simply means to be confused or perplexed. And here, Mary, she she is visited by an angel. And, and this angel is telling her these things and, and she's confused and she's perplexed and she's, she's trying to process it all. Have you, have you ever been in a situation where <clears throat> something happens uh, very quickly and, and you, 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 your brain is like on overload trying to, to, to process everything that's going on and you're like, mm, you know, that's what she was doing. 
here this angel appears, and that in itself would freak out most people, probably every person. But then to hear the things that she's hearing, and, and, and all of a sudden she's trying to process it all, and, and, and that is the, the, the state of mind that she's in, and then all of a sudden fear grips her heart. And the angel says, fear not, Mary. Fear not. As I pondered this, I I, I couldn't help but wonder, because Mary and Joseph both, both of these were godly young people. Were, you know, I, I, I say that with the, with the confidence of the fact that God would not have chosen Mary if she was not a godly young lady, okay? I mean, that's just common sense. So we have to understand that she would have been familiar with the Old Testament inside and out. She was, she was, she was probably very... Um, uh, uh, astute when it comes to the things of God. And as I, as I thought about this, I thought, I wonder if all of this stuff, is, is, as her mind is swirling with all this information, if a couple of verses didn't kind of pass through her mind. So Old Testament verses, uh, like this one, Isaiah 41 in verse 10. Fear, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, will I help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. I wonder, as Mary was pondering everything going on, if she didn't, if Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10 didn't kind of go racing through there too. Or maybe Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, or nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. I can't, again, I can't help but wonder if, if those thoughts were going through her mind. Because oftentimes when, when I'm struggling with things in my life, God brings back verses in my life to help me process things. And hopefully he does the same for you. I'm going to throw myself under the bus here a little bit. <clears throat> Recently, um, Rick helped me put a new roof on my house. And all I, all, all I wanted to do was get off that roof. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm serious. So, you know, uh, I've put a lot of roofs on houses over the years when I was a building contractor. And my goal when I started a roof was finishing, because I hate roofing. And as we were wor- working on the roof, I looked over and Rick has got a, he's got a, what, a grease pencil? Is it? Okay. He's got a grease pencil and, and uh, it's a real big fat grease pencil and, and he's writing something on the back of a shingle. And I, I wanted to yell at him, get to work, dude. What are you doing? You know what he's doing? He's writing Bible verses on the back of my shingles and he's flipping them over and nailing them down. I'm like, that is awesome, but it made me feel like a heel. (laughs) 
when we're <clears throat> when we are in distress, God, if 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 we know the Bible, God will recall Scripture when we're stressed. Paul tells us in Romans chapter eight, verse twenty-eight, and we know that all things work together for good that to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. And we like to we like to quote this verse when when people are in trouble and they're going through hard times. <clears throat> but oftentimes we we fail to realize that the the key word in this verse is the word all. All things, the good things and the bad things. All things work together for good. John chapter 14 and verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The world doesn't understand the kind of peace that God gives. In verse 34 of our story here, Mary asks a question. She says, how, how can this be, seeing that I, I don't know, I've never known a man? Legitimate question, right? Look at verse 37. <clears throat> For with God, nothing shall be impossible. I love that answer. There are many times in our lives that we we get into <clears throat> situations and and the pressures of life start bearing down on us, and we it's easy for us to question God and say, "Hey, why is this happening to me? How in the world am I going to get out of this mess? Nothing. Nothing." shall be impossible for God. Nothing. In the world's eyes, there are three impossible things that takes place in the Christmas story. Well, there's more than three, but the three that I, that I thought of. The first one is Elizabeth's pregnancy with John the Baptist. She was, no offense to us older people, but she was of... Uh, Great age. <laughs> yeah, she was. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> In fact, that's why. That's why. Uh, if you go back and read the story, uh, Zacharias uh, 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 was uh, unable to talk from the time the angel told him to the time the baby was born, because he he doubted God. He's like, yeah, that, that can't happen. Look at, look at her. She's old. <laughs> so that's a miracle. Another miracle is Mary's pregnancy. That goes without saying. But to me, one of the greatest miracles in the Christmas story is the peace of God. The peace of God. So how do we get the peace of God? Number one, trust Him. Number two, follow Him. Follow Him. And look at verse 38. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it, <clears throat> be it unto me 
according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. As perplexed as she was, and, and, and I cannot believe that uh, she had it all figured out by the time she said this, but she was just willing and, 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 and capable enough in her understanding to say, okay, God, if that's what you want for my, my life, I'll do it. Simply follow her. Mary was espoused to a guy named Joseph. Joseph, uh, and, uh, he, he, <clears throat> Joseph was a man of great character. But they were espoused. And the closest thing we can understand to espousement is to be engaged. Although uh, the espousement thing, it was a lot more complex. Uh, it was a cultural thing. And, and that in itself is a, an incredible Bible study the espousal period of, of, of uh, the Jews then. Um, so we're not going to get into a lot of it, but, but Mary and Joseph uh, were espoused. They were engaged uh, to be married. And, and when uh, Mary uh, tells Joseph of her condition, what do you think Joseph does? Joseph panics, Right? And he runs down and he... No, he, Joseph doesn't panic. Joseph does struggle with the fact that Mary is pregnant. Okay, that is, that, that is a natural thing. How, how in the world could... But Joseph loved his, his... When they were espoused, they were actually considered husband and wife. They just weren't together yet. But Joseph loved Mary with all of his heart. But he was, again, he was struggling with this, with this thing that was taking place. And, and in Matthew chapter 1, in verse 19, it says, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to put her away publicly, was minded to put her away privately. And I again, I'm not going to go into great detail here, but Joseph had a choice. Joseph could have done a, a, a number of things, but the two major choices that he had was he could take her out into the city square and publicly shame her. And it, my understanding is that she could have, technically they could have stoned her to death. But Joseph loved Mary, and he wanted to put her away private, privately. Basically, what this is saying is Joseph, Joseph was committing to providing for her and the baby for the rest of her life. That's what Joseph wanted to do. And that's what Joseph was struggling with when the angel comes to him. <clears throat> in, in Matthew uh, chapter 1, and verse 20 and 21, it says, But while he thought on these things, while he was meditating, while he was, he was perplexed over these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not, to take unto thee, Mary thy wife, for which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. 
and she shall bring forth a son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus, and for he shall save his people from their sins. And Joseph, Joseph's decision to love Mary and to take him, to take her as his wife is an incredible picture of love. A love that we can have for someone else. And as again, as I thought about this, this love that they shared, I thought about 1 Corinthians chapter 13, <clears throat> verses 4 through 7. Charity suffered long, or, or the word charity here is the, is the Greek word agape. It is, it is the unconditional love of, that, that Christ has for us. And, and, and Joseph and Mary shared that agape type love. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. Is not puffed up. Doth not uh, behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoices not in iniquity. But rejoices in truth. Bears all things. Believes all things. And hopeth all things. And endureth all things. That's what true love is. And that is the exact kind of love that is demonstrated by Joseph and Mary. What an incredible example for us. I have a question I want you to ponder because I pondered this. Joseph had two, basically two options on the table. One, he was going to follow the advice of the world because the, the traditions of, of the culture was to make a public example of her and have her stoned to death? Or would he do what God wanted him to do? And the answer, we all know the answer, is he did what God wanted him to do. The true test of <clears throat> faith for Joseph would come in his obedience of following the Lord, following the will of God in his life, even though I'm certain beyond all question that he did not understand everything that was taking place. But he was willing to say, okay, God, if this is the path that you want me to take, I'm willing to take it. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to, uh, to hearken than the fat of rams. Today, we don't have angels speaking to us. I'm kind of grateful for that. I don't know my heart could take it. But we do have the Word of God. And when the Word of God speaks to us, we need to be obedient. We need to learn to trust Him. Joseph and Mary are responsible for trusting God, for following God, and then number three, seek Him. Seek Him. 
not just follow him, but seek him. Make the, make the choice that I'm going to go after, go after the things of God. Look at uh, Luke chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. And there were in the uh, same country shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came unto them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. Like Mary and Joseph, they, they were visited by an angel. And what is, what is interesting here is the fact that they became fearful. These were, um, uh, uh, the shepherds were, were men of, usually men of danger. They were, they were used to <clears throat> the, the night uh, watch, if you would, and, and taking care of dangerous animals that would come in and so on and so forth. So these were not just you know, these were men of great character. And for them to to fear. But what does the angel say? Fear not. Look at verse 10. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, <clears throat> I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, that you shall uh, find a, a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was uh, with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Question. Question that they had to ask themselves. Where do we find this peace? Where do we find this peace? And, and, and they, had, they had to find it. They had to go and find it. And so often we, we, we live in a society that teaches us that everything, we deserve everything and we, everything should come to us. But the reality is the shepherds had to go find the baby Jesus, find the peace of the world. And there are times that we need to get into this book and we need to find the peace because this is the source of peace in our lives. They found the peace. In verses 16 to 20, and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph lay, uh, and the babe laying in the manger. And let me ask you this. I just thought of this. What would have happened if they'd have said, yeah, you know what, guys, I, I don't feel like going. Do you feel like going? No, I'm, I'm not going to go. What, what would have happened? They'd have never found peace. Verse 17. <clears throat> and when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all this, uh, these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. And it was told unto them.
Here we have a beautiful picture of these, these shepherds that they, they seek him. They go up to the, and they find him and they were so excited. Not only were they excited, they went back praising God and singing and, and just having a great time, but they told everybody that they could find of the great thing that they had found. The peace of God. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 13. And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me. With what? All your heart. See, if we will seek him, we will find him. Safety consists not in the absence of danger, but in the presence of God. See, we can have peace in the midst of utter turmoil. We can, our lives can be literally turned upside down, but yet we can have an inner peace that the world will never understand. That is the peace that God is talking about. Over 400 times the word peace appears in the Bible. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3. Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Do not let the world steal away your joy and your peace this Christmas season. Don't let, the, don't let Hollywood convince you that only magical things happen at Christmas. That's nonsense. Makes for a good movie, but it's not reality. Understand that there are people all around you who are literally hurting and need the peace of God. Peace. I can promise you one thing. If, if nothing else this Christmas season, I can promise you one thing. That under your Christmas tree, wrapped in a present, you will not find peace. You might find temporary happiness, but you will never find peace wrapped in a present under your Christmas tree. That kind of peace only comes from knowing God, seeking God, and trusting Him. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Four times in our story, our Christmas story, we see this idea of fear not. 400 times in the Bible we find the word peace. Peace is something that eludes a lot of people. But if you're here this morning desiring to have peace in your heart and your life, you can get it by number one, trusting Him. Number two, by following Him. And then number three, by seeking Him.
Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. And Lord, thank you for your love and for the Word of God that can change lives. Nothing I do, nothing I say can change lives, but your Word can. And Lord, as we look at this story, we see the, the, the struggle of the, of the parties involved. Zacharias and Elizabeth and Joseph and Mary. And I, I would assume the family members that ex- were privy to all of this. The shame that it would have brought to both families involved. Yet they loved each other. And they loved you. And they were willing to trust you to follow you, and to seek you. Ultimately, finding an inner peace that is totally unexplainable, that can only come from you. Thank you for your love this morning. And thank you for your peace. We ask your God that you would speak to our hearts this morning, that you would... Ask us to, that we we ask you to speak to our hearts, that you would encourage us. But let me ask this in closing. Is there anyone to say, Pastor?